0: Shalom aleikhem. Pax vobiscum. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be with you. Chapter three, verse sixty-seven. Abraham was neither a Jew nor a Christian; rather, he was a Hanif, one who had submitted, and he was not one of the polytheists. Nourine has both marked this up and given three asterisks to it, indicating how important she thought this verse was. Um, and in order to explain this, and I translated by the way the word "Muslim" in the verse as being one who submits, rather than using the um, adjective noun and to, to say he was a Hanif, a Muslim. It would it's self defeating to say that, given that. The Quran is here clearly uh, inviting us to go beyond confessional delimitations and boundaries and definitions. Um, but to understand what Hanif means, uh, although I'm, I think I probably will put this in the published text, it's such a good note that uh, Jana Daily gives one of the editors of the Study Quran on the meaning of the word Hanif, and this is in uh, this is a note on page. 60 of the study Quran on Surah two, chapter 2, verse 135. So he says this about Hanif um, uh, Judaism and Christianity are seen as particularizations of the universal primordial religion, al-Din al Hanif, which Islam re establishes. Hanif and its plural honafa are used in the Quran only in the indefinite accusative, meaning that they appear when someone is or does something in the state of being Hanif. It is understand sorry, it's understood to denote a state of pure Tokhid or monotheistic belief unencumbered by constraints, distortions and idolatry, and combined with a life of virtue. Even among the non-Muslim Arabs of the Prophet's time, some of whom were Hanif's, the quality of Hanif was associated with Abraham and the renunciation of idolatry and demanded the leading of a moral life. It was not a label for Jews or Christians and did not denote an organized or distinct group. Etymologically, Hanif is somewhat enigmatic and has led some to debate its real meaning and origins. It can mean lame or crooked, and also inclining towards. Its likely cognates in other Semitic languages give the sense of hypocrite, vile, unclean, among other infelicitous meanings such as pagan or heathen, in the sense of non-Jew or non-Christian. It has been used by Christians writing in Arabic to denote Muslims, but sometimes in the sense of pagan idolatry, suggesting that perhaps the negative connotations of its Semitic cognates were not forgotten. It is not implausible that a term denoting a person who inclined away from a group, in a negative sense, could come to acquire the positive sense of one who was not bound to a specific group's limitations, distortions and errors. One who inclines away from a group may suffer rebuke, for example, as a non-Jew or non-Christian, but be praised when such groups are judged to be in error. The meaning of Hanif among the Arabs was in any case clear, without any attempts to reconstruct its etymology. But with such considerations in mind, in light of its usage in the Quran, one can also see in Hanif the sense of not being hidebound, parochial, tribal, or sectarian, to the detriment of universal truth. Well done, Jana Diley. That uh, professor Daily. excellent note, and brings out the uh, the importance of this this term in the in the Quran and why. Um, well, lots of things one can say, but let me just repeat the verse. 67, verse 67, chapter 3. Abraham was neither a Jew nor a Christian. Rather, he was a Hanif, one who had submitted, and he was not one of the polytheists.